another episode, guys. I'm excited again today. Like uh, I'm always excited, but excited for this one, episode number eleven. We've got another guest on, so we hope you enjoy it. If you're not following us on Instagram, I'll say it again, guys. Follow us at Double Shot Connect. We want we want to hear from you guys. Can't believe. I know I said it on the last episode, but episode number 11, that means 11 weeks of this podcast. We really enjoy it and we're going to keep going. So with that said, Marvin, do you want to introduce our special guest today? I do indeed. I do indeed. She is a lovely, lovely young lady. We've going down the path of having all sorts of different people on this podcast to really represent what we're about, open and honest communication and conversations. I've had the pleasure of knowing Gianna since she was uh, a young lady in year eight at Churchland Senior High School. Um, She's a dear friend of mine and my sister's. And yeah, she's done some amazing things that we'll go and talk about. She's done some travel. She's done yoga teaching and all these different things and yeah without further ado we've got the wonderful Gianna Martino thank you very much hello thank you for having me very honored to be here never done something like this before so you guys are really pulling me out of my comfort zone here (laughs) thanks for coming on and that's great always love to we love challenging ourselves so it's great that you're out of your comfort zone and trying something new that's awesome so something that we always do and we like starting off by asking these questions to our guests so you're no different Gianna so (laughs) so we like asking our guests what is your double shot connect moment and to anyone who's new to this podcast what that basically means is what is a impactful or life-changing moment for yourself okay I've had a little thing and I've got two is that okay yeah tell us as many as you want as (laughs) many as you want they definitely go hand in hand with each other First one is definitely travel to my first trip to Africa with Marvin's sister here actually, Jasmine. That was a real massive eye-opening moment for me because it was my first overseas trip without more without parents. Um, set 18 I think we were, we just turned 19, so quite fresh and innocent to the world of leaving high school and just something just made us choose one day we need to go to Africa. and see the big five in Africa and East Africa so that was just a huge moment for us and just seeing just opened up a whole new experience for us really sorry before you continue there's I know there's a bit of a funny story do you want to talk about when you and Jazz landed in South Africa and (laughs) (laughs) I can't I can't I think people need to hear this so So what happened when you landed in South Africa kind of like picturing you know the show in between us kind of like two really innocent (laughs) dorky girls arriving in South Africa and obviously people thought it was a really crazy thing that we're doing that at a a young age and because I don't know there's tons of government warnings about Africa or people a bit freaked out would putting scary things into our heads about going there. I think that actually drove us to go there more, or me anyway. I kind of like that challenge, and I just put a lot of trust into going that it was going to be fine. Um, but from all these warnings and maybe like, oh, what if we don't see you again and all this stuff, we did some research and went on to the, um, what's it called, the, the site where you can check up all the warnings and stuff. Yeah, the day uh, fat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it did, there was some high warnings, so we... 
bought these belts that you can strap to yourself and put all your cash in and um, we laid up our pants so nothing could get stolen. We just looked like absolute, uh, I don't even know, the most safety kind of, we just had everything on us that you could tucked away out. But we, when we got there, it was fine. We kind of, I don't know what moment, is Jazz referring to, there's plenty of moments. When we <laughs> I, was, I was referring to the moment when you got to this uh, airport in South Africa and you left the terminal thinking that. Oh, so this, that was, so South Africa was the moment when we got there all packed up and completely covered and ready to leave when we left the airport and then a lady approached us and was like, where are you going? What are you doing? Oh, we just checked out. We're here. She's like, no, you can't. You've got to go back in. Stamped our passports and we realised we went out the wrong exit and we had to find our way back in. We weren't meant to have left. So that was a whole rigmarole and we managed to get escorted back in and we were kind of freaking out, but it was hilarious. And then it was when we landed in East Africa in um, Nairobi Airport. That was just a, we thought we were going to get out and it was going to be an airport but it was I think there had been a, a like a bombing attack a few weeks before unfortunately and the it was, the airport was a shed so it was quite overwhelming and when we got there we just didn't know we had someone picking us up we couldn't see where we get there's thousands of people when we left the airport people's security standing there was massive guns that we've never seen it was just really overwhelming and we finally got our way into a car and got safely to our place, but we was just, for someone leaving this Western world and just going there was very, kind of a bit of a culture shock, really. But I wish, like, it was just the most amazing time to do, to do that kind of travel, I guess. Yeah, no, definitely. Sorry, and continue with your, that with Barnes' questions, right? It's a sidetrack to you there. Oh, yeah, yes. So you said you had your second, you had two parts, so what oh, was yeah, your so second story? My second part, so Africa, I think that really sparked my travel bug in me. I always had this yearning to travel. Um, and that was just very kind of, it opens your whole, expands your knowledge on the world travel anywhere. But, um, and then I've been to many places since then and that my next moment was traveling to India and doing my yoga teacher training, 200 hours training. That was just not necessarily to become a teacher, but for myself and that in that, whole that was just life-changing and still is to this day learning from it things just come to my mind or I, I think about it nearly every second day just little things that have really inspired me from it and changed who I am from doing that to who I am today and travel has really been a massive part of that as well and how old were you when you went to India um 2017 so I was 20 22 yeah no yeah 22 Okay, and so, so you were 18... 23, sorry, it was 23. at the end of, okay. end of 2017. Yeah, yep. so you were 18 when you went on your first trip to Africa. Now, yep. in between that time, was yoga an interest of yours or um, was it just sort of... A- not particularly. I had done a few classes at the gym and um, I didn't know much about it. I knew that... I actually asked this question to myself a lot, how, what led me to doing the yoga teacher training. It, I think, yeah, I'd only done a few classes at the gym, very on and off, because in between just coming back from traveling, going to jobs, I went went to Europe and London for a while and came back, went to Asia. And in between that, I was going, I've always been interested in mind, body, wellness and fitness. So I was always, <laughs> loved going to the gym. 
Um, and yeah, taking a few yoga classes and I think I just loved it. I love moving my body and what it made me feel like. And it's funny, I think what a main kind of memory that always comes back to me before I went on the yoga teacher training was about a year before I was talking to my family about yoga because my sister had brought it up. And I was like, oh yeah, I've done a few classes at the gym. I, um, yeah, it's really good. I, you know, that end part when you lie down and they just get you to lie there. I, I can't stand that part, I just leave, I get so bored. And I just like wave at the lady and leave. And then my sister said, maybe that, maybe that actually means you need yoga more. And I thought, hmm. Yeah, maybe she's right. Maybe I do need yoga more. And I kind of thought, but what, what, is, what even am I doing in that part? So I think I went back and I took some more classes and I stayed for that bit at the end. And I was like, wow, this is really nice. I'm actually just completely turning off my day and tuning out the world right now. And I think from there, that's when I thought I need, I want to learn more about what I'm actually doing. And I, because I'm enjoying it so much, I like to, I'm a bit more of a, I kind of like to get into what I'm practicing and then I researched yoga and more about it and I was like whoa this is very a complex it's quite a there's a lot to learn about yoga it's not just a class in a gym um, and I saw these teacher trainings overseas in India where it originated from and I thought and I read this part that says you don't have to do this to become a teacher it can just be for yourself to learn I thought this is a never had studied or anything I want to go actually study this that I like about the mind body balance and everything and this just see what where it takes me and that's i think that's how it would have led me to go there all those little moments building up to it yeah that's, that's very interesting how long did that all take like how long was the yoga course for and how long were you in india for um yoga course was for one month and that's i was with my friend jess traveling southeast asia for three months and i had booked it before we left is, I think it was very um, kind of a – when I have an idea I want to do it, I, I just do it. I get so determined and I, ha- I need to do it. And I thought, okay, I'm going to do this by myself. I want to do it by myself. It's a challenge for myself to go to India by myself as well. And just like it was all these things I just wouldn't imagine myself doing, but I, that drove me more to do it. Um, and, yeah, we booked it from the end of our Southeast, Southeast Asia trip – um, separated from Jess and went to India and I was just there for a month so I, I really want to go back and actually explore backpack around India that would be amazing because I was just at the um, at the yoga school and came back unfortunately I needed to come back my money was getting low <laughs> and can you set the scene for us a bit more in terms of you know the yoga school in India what was what was it like what were the living conditions like who were um, you with what was the kind of teachers that you had yeah so you, you we got there and there was about 20 other females my they actually said my class was the first they'd had with no other males usually it was a bit like 50 50 or whatever which is quite interesting so it's a very strong female energy there and um you got selected with one other person you didn't know sharing a room really small room literally you can probably touch the arm while you're sleeping <laughs> for the month didn't know who it was going to be and that was going to be a person to be in the room with which was quite like you have to adapt pretty straight away because you didn't know what their personality was going to be like you didn't know what their kind of rituals were going to be at night or in the morning or how they're going to be but 
luckily um, I was with a lovely girl from Sweden and we got along really well and that was the kind of room situation. Um, it was intense, it was a very intense program but um, I, you have to wake up every morning at 5.30 and you're up and about until around 7 at night and that's just constant yoga, learning, anatomy classes, chanting, mantras, lunch, breakfast in between for six days a week and one day break. So it was very kind of strenuous on the body and mind. Um, and I think it gets to a point where it gets a bit of a information overload, like, what am I doing? I'm feeling a bit weak now. But then something just kicks in past you and you're like, okay, I'm gonna, it's all gonna keep absorbing later on. That's why I think it's still to this day comes into my mind a lot from it and continuing learning myself. But that's how, it was very intense in that way, but very, the teachers were very, each, there was a teacher for each different class our philosophy teacher was just, just like someone I'd never seen in my life before. He had gone through life meditating 12 hours a day and that's just like, seems crazy to someone, particularly in our Western world. It just doesn't really seem doable. But he just had a lot of stories and insight to listen to. And the anatomy teacher was great. They were all very um, hands-on and shared a lot of knowledge that I'll always remember which is great, I think. So, Gianna, in your opinion, what do you think makes these teachers, what's their motivation to meditate for 12 hours a day? That's a good question. I, when he was kind of describing what he does, and I know a lot of people have done that, where they meditate 12 hours a day, especially in India or, you know, Buddhist monks and countries all around the world it's quite a meditation is a very very important practice to pick up but I think doing it 12 hours a day is a lot a lot of people think what the hell how can I just sit there and just think for 12 or turn off my thinking in a way for 12 hours it just almost seems impossible I think there's this more of a kind of drive to connect to your true inner self and that's Yoga means to unite, to connect with your higher self, your true self, your God in a way, whatever you want to call it, some like a cosmic divine. There's all different meanings to it, mind-body balance and control of the breath and concentration. So I think the more you can sit there in that concentration and switch off everything is you're connecting to your true self, you're releasing the judgment and ego and whatever beliefs you've formed over your life and that's when you can really get some profound messages and deal with life in a way that's more kind of responsive than reactive and nothing affects you too much or too little and that's why I think I'm not sure but I, I can imagine that's why they want that that kind of I can understand where they're coming from but it is very to do that that seems a bit I know I probably wouldn't have time to meditate 12 hours a day but um, yeah I'm sure I don't know how long they actually people can do it for but it seems it's done something amazing for them and the way he taught was just so kind of captivating and amazing like he just had a whole feel to him that was when he walked in the room everyone was just really wanted to be quiet and hear what he had to say because it was just very powerful 
Mm. Yeah, and can I say, Gianna, you're doing a very good job. You must be meditating a few hours a day yourself. We've got a bit of a um, situation tonight. We've got a plumber come in to our place, and Gianna's first time doing a podcast. She's remained very calm and very cool, very collected, and so these uh, yogi principles seem to be doing wonders, doing a great job. Um, Gee, you went to India and you've told us about that you've done the course mm. and you've learned a lot about all the different practices and I can personally say I go to your yoga class on Wednesday and yes. it's one of the highlights if not the highlight of my week apart from recording this podcast with Vibes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and getting to talk with uh, many interesting people after you came back from India you were you inspired or did you want to come back and teach yoga to other people and um yeah i was definitely inspired and it's i guess back to the first question the double shot connection how it changed my life it it's developed more of my character i would say and my heart and who i am today by giving me more patience and discipline that discipline of wanting to practice more every single day has really stayed and i think because it's, I found it such a beautiful practice for myself, I wanted to share it with others. And that's where I had to also give myself a bit of love and compassion and conquer some limiting beliefs thinking, because 200 hours teacher training is not enough. Like you, you don't, I, I feel like if they could name it differently, it's not teacher training, more instructor training and guiding other people because a teacher is quite, I feel like a bit more advanced. Like it's a lot to take on. Um, but I definitely was inspired and I think you were one of the people who inspired me to teach and just friends reaching out to me so thank you for that and sticking with me for the past three years Um, finding something that I love myself I love sharing with other people and seeing it benefit them that's a that's a massive part for me seeing kind of helping others in a way but guiding them through bringing up parts of people that they already know about themselves and just reminding them of that that's what yoga does it's not just physical on the mat it's so much more to that and everyone think yoga really that's it opens up that part in people and that's what i that's why i found it inspiring i want to teach that yeah and you really emphasize that i know when i started yoga i personally thought it was a lot to do with you know improving your flexibility Mm. and getting better at different positions but yeah you really highlighted and I really enjoy with your yoga classes how you talk through you know you have certain quotes um, that you talk through and you you share those quotes I know Vams asked our last guest about um, quotes that 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 really inspire them is there a certain quote that you find to that's a lot of quotes I love quotes Um, I love you know what's it's a powerful one that I love. Something very simple that I find waking up in the morning. I think this is by Maya Angelou. Angelou, that famous poet. She says, um, today, when you wake up in the morning, today is a wonderful day. I haven't seen this one yet. And that kind of made me think, oh, that's, it's so true. You haven't seen this day yet. You don't know what's going to come. Accept anything that comes up your way. Don't think about what it's going to be like. Just it brings a sense of presence to your morning. And I find that quite, quite a profound quote to hear. And another one I love is, um, the mind is like water. 
when it when it becomes turbulent it's harder to see when it's when it's clear it is easier to see something along those lines I don't don't quote me on that I, don't, I can't remember who it was by but it's I find that very very relatable in a way hmm. yeah there's some really awesome quotes there Jana and can I just say as well I have had the pleasure of attending your yoga classes as well not as consistent as Marvin but he he introduced me to you and your yoga classes and I've really enjoyed them as well I mean as Marvin said it's not just the physical aspect I, I like at your classes how you always have a sort of a message at, message at the end and at the start you sort of say are you outline okay this is what we're focusing on today and it kind of helps you get into that mindset as well because if you highlight what we're focusing mm-hmm. on it helps me as a student focus on that because you've highlighted it already and just to go back to some quotes as well I did say to you earlier that I thought I was following you on Instagram but I wasn't but however anyway the backstory to that is I did have a bit of a cheeky stalk of your Instagram feed and <laughs> don't knock me for this but I went back to 2017 oh god <laughs> I don't even really like remember. any of the photos <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, you dropped us in a like. <laughs> and this isn't embarrassing because what Marvin said, <clears throat> we're talking about quotes here. And I found a quote that I found really interesting and that I can sort of resonate with a little bit. The quote goes, the universe does this thing where it aligns you with people, things and situations that match your vibration. The higher you're vibrating, the more you attract things that are beneficial to your well-being. Yeah. I don't know if you remember posting that or not because it was a what few was years ago. It was the quote. The photo oh, was the, the quote. quote. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Don't worry, I wasn't what doing a- anything <laughs> suspicious last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, jokes aside, um, can you kind of tell us in your own words what, what does that quote actually mean to you? Um, yeah, so... I think vibrations are a ma- energy and vibrations are everywhere. Everyone's emitting some sort of energy or vibration. I think it's very, even that might kind of sound a bit, you know, weird to some people and not know what it means, but it's without even knowing, you can feel it. You can feel when someone walks into the room and they've probably had a terrible day and they're a bit stressed out or angry. And you can, I, I, I believe that almost everyone can pick up on that energy in some way or another and it can affect the whole room. But if you're, if you're living, and that's fine, that happens to everyone, we're all human. You can all, that's just an example of picking up the energies. But when you're living a life and you're practicing it, because life's a whole long practice to be able to do this, so we're all going through it. Um, if you're living a life that has no, you're not really attaching to your emotions, you're kind of accepting whatever comes and being, trying to stay present as often as you can, I think you attract people can see that in you they see your radiating love and this kind of happy presence to you and it attracts other people on that level and things will just magically come to you the universe will have your back in so many ways i feel so i think by living on this high vibration realm you things will just magically come to you it's kind of like when you're um they say when you're living life in a really content flow things will just randomly come to you and you're like oh I was thinking about the other day and that just popped up synchronicity is the word and that means that you're living on a really good 
vibration right now of things are just coming to you naturally rather than trying to force something or stuck in your mind with some other deep thoughts going on just releasing all of that and letting life take its course and being content with that yeah that's all really interesting stuff and i guess for me personally i was never that big on energy Mm. i I couldn't i wouldn't yeah i couldn't (laughs) say you know i could i mean you know i can pick up on people's you know actions and emotions but it's kind of what you're saying like energy is something that you feel from someone like Mm. you, you can't just you might not be able to describe it at the time but you can feel it and so i guess my question to you is and it kind of goes back to what you said about being present do you kind of feel that when you're more in touch with yourself and you're actually living in the moment is when you can start sort of picking up and feeling energy yeah a hundred percent i'm being present is a massive thing that i'm practicing every day it's so easy to something happens in your day and you get taken out of it and you could be thinking about it for the next hour and it feels like you've almost, you almost don't even know where that hour's gone because you're thinking about something in the past so it's that constant reminder to say come on come back to the present and that's when you can engage with people properly you can keep learning by going forward rather than there's no point being stuck in the past or future because um, it's impossible to be in the past or future really except for the present moment so when I'm in that present moment is when I feel most free, most confident, most capable of living, you're living to your truest self in that moment because you don't know what the next 10 minutes is going to hold. You don't know if you're reliving a past thought, it's already done, said, and that's fine. You just got to accept it and thinking about it, it's not really going to solve much. It's just all about what to do going forward and what to do in that moment. Yeah, I feel like presence is a, it's a bit of a, People say how how to be present doesn't mean I have to literally be every single thing present. You can think past and future thoughts, but it's about not getting attached to them and just moving forward and just letting go. Yeah, no, that, I was going to ask you. That was my next question. What's a good way of uh, you know staying ins- present? Yeah, staying yeah. present. Something I definitely struggle with. I'm always oh, me too. All in, the, in the in the um, future and in the past, as you said. So we're talking about present. Mm. I know you're a very savvy and very smart young lady <laughs> and a businesswoman. <laughs> You've had a organic um, spray tan business, which yes, I've had the pleasure yes. of being a model for. Had to plug that in. He talks about it all the time. Giannis said I couldn't go any darker, which is you know, <laughs> got the natural tan. Um, you do, so you you've do. explored you know those kind of opportunities you're doing the yoga you've done this organic spray tanning is that something that you've always been passionate about going down that entrepreneurial realm and that path and yeah 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 definitely um in like my early when i was 15 16 or whatever i think my dream was to have my own bar and then i wanted a cafe and then i thought like whatever it was i was always so i'm gonna have my own business um and then obviously as I became more into my kind of fitness and well-being, which I've always had been, I just, I don't know what, the bar and cafe, I like the idea of because you're kind of serving with social and food and drinks and stuff. Um, that's changed a bit now, definitely. Um, I think the, the ten, when I, the tanning, I've always, so health, well-being and beauty and stuff, I'm, I've just always been into, but in a more kind of natural, organic way. And I thought, it's good for your skin so 
rather than sitting in the sun for hours, why not start this little business myself? And that was great. That was good to get a taste of the business and it was going well. I just think the more I got into my yoga and work, I thought I'm just going to let that go and go more down the path of yoga and see where this takes me going forward. That's what I, I think, well, things are coming. So stay tuned in the yoga world with my little plans I've got in store all kind of in the brainstorming phase right now but stay tuned for that is there anything you want to share with us can we get, can we get a double shot <laughs> or, exclusive is there i've got quite a i've got a few ideas but not really it's all a bit of surprise right now <laughs> there you have it guys you've heard it here first on the podcast Gianna yeah. Martino taking over the yoga scene <laughs> in Perth, in Australia and worldwide. Yeah. Just wait for it. It's coming. It is. It's coming. And so I have a... Sorry, going back to your yoga for a second, I was just curious to know because you spoke about the teachers in India meditating for 12 hours. What's the longest you've ever meditated for um, in, in, in Australia? I think 65 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> not quite 12 hours no, just, just the casual no, 11 no. hours sure like med- it's it's hard and I still when I meditate now I like to do a guided one or use my apps and stuff because it's just keeps me more it keeps me more present I can my mind I've got such a busy mind I'm always on the go doing things so meditation really is has been so powerful to, for me um I like to think of meditation as I always refer to like quietening the chatter in the mind and almost giving your brain a bit of a detox from your day. Just it's as if like, you know, when you say you've had a whole week of eating really carby food or something, but you just start to feel really sluggish and like, oh, and you, you kind of, you need to, I just want to have a salad for the next two days or go on a cleanse or something. And then your body feels that and you know you feel good. Your mind starts to feel better just from having that detox. It's kind of like that because we think so much in our day especially in the western world there's we've got so much going on we've got so much stuff it's always next 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 new 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 something we're always feeding our mind with something there's constant thoughts and stresses and everything going on so i think meditation is so essential now it it always has been but it just really gives your mind that break and detox that it needs to kind of reset and helps you um be able to respond rather than being reactive yeah, especially during now with everything going mm. on with COVID. Just for people who might not know so much about meditation, um, what are some forms and some ways to, you know, get into it and that you could give to people? Yeah, that- um, definitely control. Thinking of your breath is the easiest way. It's just sitting down, closing your eyes, even if it's for a minute. I think the first time I ever meditated was for one minute, and that's just that's a lot as it is just closing your eyes sitting comfortably somewhere and just thinking of your breath your inhale and your exhale inhale exhale over and over and it just even if your thoughts come into your mind because they will it's not like people think of meditation oh but I I think and I can't do it that's the more you accept that thoughts are going to come in the easier it becomes because we're not like it's someone once told me it's like training a puppy you can't just it's it's training your mind and your thoughts you're going to think and that's fine it's more about quieting it and letting them flow like letting them flow through and not attaching to them so definitely control of the breath um what else there's some forms there's 
like um, gazing at something. You can one really one that I love is staring at a candle, like the flame on a candle, because it's just you're focusing on one thing. So it's kind of like concentration meditation, and you focus on your breath and what you're looking at. Um, even just lying in your bed or sitting in your car anywhere, that's just tuning into your breath, closing your eyes for a moment, and it's quite powerful. It can really calm you down instantly and just refresh your mind. Yeah. And for everyone listening out there, what are your, what is, I guess, your top recommendations if someone sort of, actually, let me rephrase that. If someone was a bit hesitant to start yoga and they were thinking about it, but they were a bit um, on the edge, what would you say to them? And I guess, what are some benefits of why they should follow through and commit and start doing yoga? Yeah, I would... I'd first ask them why they're intimidated. Do you, is there any reasons why you think people could be intimidated? This is, I'm interested to know this because I know um, people can be. Maybe, maybe the fact that, I guess, depending on how long the for example, say if the session is, you know, 60 minutes, they may think, oh, actually, you know what, I'm not that flexible or mm. I can't do even some of the simple I can't even touch my toes for example yeah. then they might be oh actually I don't want to come to the class because I can't do something mm. just as simple as that yeah okay that's I think such a, it's a a bit of an unfortunate thing that yoga is slowly adapted over the years I feel and a, a big part of it I feel is social media because it just shows <laughs> might say a really beautiful thing about yoga and the photo is someone their legs over their head or in this amazing pose or handstand or something like that and that's quite that can become quite intimidating and it becomes quite a market of just those photos that people are constantly seeing and thinking like oh wow I need to be like some of those we don't know anyone's background or what they're doing some of them could be gymnasts or dancers it's not about yoga really needs to be reinforced that it's not about how flexible you are and what you can do so if someone was coming to me a little bit intimidated I would say just give it a go it doesn't even matter if you don't even move and you just sit there or you just sit in child's pose and you know with your your hips back and face towards the ground or downward dog they're just all it's mainly all about holding the pose breathing and you know letting go of what's happening around you letting go of your ego and just becoming into that, coming into that moment. And then just saying to them, and then just see where that takes you. It might take you to move on to the next pose or a different step, like don't, it's really not about comparison in here or judgment because that's that's definitely not what yoga's about. And just to see if that intrigues them, I guess you can't force anyone to do anything and I would never, if I guess if they're asking me about it, they're obviously interested in some way, but, um, and just let them know too that maybe it's going to impact your mind a lot as well as your physical body at the same time. It's quite, yeah, I think that's why. Yeah, and I think Vams has opened the opened the door there for you to plug your your um, yoga class. So do you want to tell people when you <laughs> run that class, and if, yeah. you, or if you want more people to come? Yeah, sure. So I teach right now from um, my own home in Doubleview. Um, I actually have an Instagram page coming, just 
hasn't launched yet. Oh, you've heard it here yeah, first. It's a little bit of a there we go. We got one of the we got one of the surprises. <laughs> so it's in the making, but I'm sure I'll make you guys aware of that. Um, but yeah, so from my own home in Doubleview, you can always I do on my normal Instagram or Facebook or message whatever. I'll have my my email address. Um, and also from a studio in Morley, which I will be starting from next Wednesdays. Um, and that's what I'm doing at the moment, my three days, because I've got my job, full-time job at the moment. So it's just to keep my own life balance as well, my own practice and friends, family, all that. Um, but eventually that's what I'll move towards, teaching more. And I've got, just besides yoga, everything, work, breath work. Um, I find dance and movement, ecstatic dance really quite amazing and just doing little workshops as well eventually so there's a whole whole lot of things in mind that I've got coming did you, did you hear that Nath she's got some dance workshops I know you know you've been there that thing. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to be your first sign up and rock up half an hour early to put in a bit more effort because as you said you know it's consistent and repeated efforts over time which make you improve so there's <laughs> something that you said previously that really piqued my interest you said letting go of ego mm. can you expand a bit on that what what do you think letting go of ego does for someone whether male or female what does it do ego is such a um has a million different interpretations and meanings i think to me ego is a set of a set of a set of beliefs that you've formed about yourself from your life events and experiences and that your mind can almost make you believe some things about yourself that you're not kind of believing that you are something but you're not and you need to kind of strip that down to your true self you are not what you might identify with you are not your job you are not your how intelligent you are you are not this you are not any different to anyone in that way as much as that I like to say we are all one, but some people are like, what, but I'm this and that, or what if someone's poor and I'm rich or I do this, and that's, that's what it's all about. We're all just human beings that do different things, and I think it's letting go of that, and that's where you find love and an open mind and compassion for others and more of an understanding. A good example is, say, you you, you can go both ways, really. You, you're, you find yourself really smart, and you've got that so big in your mind that you're a really smart person that you don't want to you don't want to deal with anything that could possibly make you feel dumb or you don't want to hear anyone's story that can make you you don't want to put yourself in a situation that could make you look dumb and that's such a that's a belief that your ego if you let that go then you're just letting yourself down a bit you're having fun you, you're kind of accepting that you are what you are whatever you do and the same goes the other way if you find yourself bit not worthy or dumb I guess and if someone tells you oh you, whatever you did the other day that was really great and intelligent what you did you almost don't want to believe it no 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 yeah, but I, I don't I use I usually always make mistakes don't worry so I'm quite a I, I don't want to hear that that's a ego as well so it can work both ways they're both just these who's told you that no one but yourself so they're these thoughts people can tell you things people can put you down put you up whatever but you only can tell yourself what you are and it's just below all those thoughts. Thoughts are the only things that can change that. Inside of you is this 
peaceful little soul that just still just wants love and wants you to not judge yourself and not self-criticize or analyze and that's something that's a I'm still going through it, you go through it you're going to come across it all the time all that kind of self-judgment but just really letting it go and you find this kind of inner peace and contentment and love for yourself and I feel like that's a lot of letting that ego down not identifying with something else that's you think is you yeah that's really interesting and so I keep firing all these questions at you but I'm I'm genuinely interested so do you think yoga helps you lose your ego or is it more from the other perspective where yoga helps you find that inner peace and that love with yourself that you then Mm. don't focus on the ego yeah see what I mean yeah it's definitely not you don't go to yoga to rely on it to help you lose the ego Mm. you already it's there in you yoga can just bring those aspects up are a bit of a reminder it's kind of not just yoga same with um oh, this is this is all oh, such a personal opinion going to someone going to a psych or someone going to a therapist or whatever there no one's there to fix you or to tell you what you need to do or that you're wrong or right there's no not really any such thing it's more so changing your ways of thinking to better you and just needing to hear that bit of a reminder because we all need like everyone helps each other in one way or another um, so it's just getting that little bit of a reminder and it can just you just have those aha moments or those little tweaks in your mind that you're like oh that today's class or that person who said that to me today yeah that really even stuff I hear on the radio I'm like oh that makes sense to me right now and you can't even almost describe it but it's just from a way you may have been thinking that whole week it's just changed that thought so no definitely I don't think it's relying on something to change that but it really helps bring your way of changing that thought pattern and creating good habits for yourself <laughs> so there you have it guys it's, it's been a really interesting chat with Gianna today I, I've learned so much about yoga that I, I didn't know before and she's told us some really great stories so Gianna thank you so thank much you for guys. coming it's on it's, it's much appreciated Marv any com- concluding comments yeah, I was going to ask you one more question. It's been very yoga dominated, and which is amazing. And I just going back a few few topics, and we can maybe end up on this one. Um, a common theme that a lot of people have talked about in their double shot moment that Nathan likes to ask is the travel mm. and how important it is, and all these all these real real great benefits from traveling. How do you like? what would you say to someone who's just graduated or just finished high school how important it is for travel and would you say like you know wait a little bit and wait till Um, you're in uni or go traveling or what what no i'd say just go straight away i i'm such a big person on travel i almost i i can understand that people some people don't want to that's but it's for me i'm like just you need to do it it will expand your mind in so many ways and create such a helpful understanding of other people and different cultures around the world and appreciation out there for a lot of things. So I, th- I definitely would just encourage to go as soon as possible. Brilliant. Yeah, that's... Because <laughs> I know how important, how much travel means to yeah. myself and for Nathan. I can I think I can speak on his behalf there. So no, I just yeah. wanted to get your thought. And obviously it's a theme and a 
consistent pattern that everyone talks about so it must be doing uh wonders so yeah, yeah thanks Joanna. absolutely amazing no worries thank you very much for having me and My yeah pleasure. wednesday nights yeah <laughs> down <laughs> in Doubleview. <laughs> and if you want to go to morley do you want to um, tell people your Instagram so they can hit you up if they do want to come to a yoga class yeah so my current Instagram which I'll post the one I'm actually going to be launching my current one is my name Gianna underscore Mart so the first four letters of my last name thank you Gianna I'll be plugging that everywhere when we release your episode so there you have it guys episode 11 with Gianna Martino hopefully you enjoyed we got pretty deep there with some chats but I think everyone can relate to it on some level so Thanks, guys, and we'll see you on episode 12.